0: Nonprofit Lowdown. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Rhea Wong. In this podcast, I recommend a book, tool, tip, podcast, or resource that has helped me to build a multi million dollar nonprofit organization. I've done the research, so you don't have to. Let's get started. Hey, podcast listeners, it's Rhea with you once again today with Nonprofit Lowdown. Today, I am sitting here with my friend, Shalini So and she is an executive coach and consultant, and we are going to talk all today about leadership starting from within. So Shalini,
1: welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to speak about a subject which I
0: absolutely love talking about. <laughs> okay, good. So, we both met because we both introduced ourselves as recovering executive directors. So, tell me a little bit more about your career as a recovering executive director. <laughs> so, I have been in the nonprofit
1: space for well over 20 years. And for much of that time, I was working around gender based violence issues within the immigrant community. And, you know, I served many. Many different roles, everything from an advocate working with survivors, outreach person to deputy director and to my final role as the executive director. <laughs> and that was, you know, as an executive director, there's just so many challenges and priorities and people needing your time and attention that I it can be a lot and so I think I related to when I decided to leave that position of really needing time to recover from that role so I could really you know when you said that introduction that really resonated with me at that event
0: yeah girl I know (laughs) I feel like I've been recovering now for two years (laughs) or what the nature of this recovery is and what you do in your consulting practice
1: Yes. So basically about eight years ago, I really started asking myself, am I showing up the way I want to in the work, in the world, my family, the community? And, you know, it really started with Oprah, of course.
0: Of course, Oprah.
1: (laughs) Oprah, we love you. Because like I watched one of her shows that she said in her conference room, she had a sign that said, be responsible for the energy you bring into this space. Oh, wait, say that again. I think it's super important. Be responsible for the energy you bring into this space. Uh-huh. And that was in the high time of my nonprofit career. Like, I was very much firmly in it. And that really, you know, that one line really got me to thinking like, mm-hmm. hmm. Because, you know, sometimes in this work, we're running around, we're frantic, we're overwhelmed, we're overworked and freaking out. And so I was like, am I really exuding an energy that I want? Yeah. And so that kind of started me on this self-discovery, if you will, journey about, I would say, about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And that really got me to start asking those questions, those tough questions, frankly. Like, sometimes it's hard to look our- at ourselves in the mirror. Because when we're in this work, in mission-driven work, oftentimes we're trying to correct a social ill out there, mm-hmm. be it ending poverty, homelessness, and in my case, violence. And so it's easy to always look externally at folks having the issues and, you know, we want to help them. Mm-hmm. But I really start asking, well, okay, if I'm going to really show up in a way that's aligned with the values I want to see in the external world, I have to make sure I'm embodying those same values. Yeah. So in a sense, you are almost committing violence against yourself. Exactly. That was a very, like, just running on fumes, being okay with, like, working late into the night, checking emails constantly, and just not taking any sort of space away from the work. Yeah. And therefore, I was showing up kind of not fun to be around. Yeah. (laughs) Grouchy and... And I had a low like so sometimes I get impatient, and I didn't like
0: that. yeah. Can I tell you a quick story Can about that? So, <laughs> in the height of being an executive director, longer story, but I ended up going to a naturopathic doctor who is such a rock star, and I hope to have her on the podcast. So basically, I thought I was getting early onset Alzheimer's because I would literally wow. forget words in the middle of sentences. Mm-hmm. And of course, I like web of need it, and everything's always <laughs> like Parkinson's mm-hmm. or Alzheimer's or cancer. Anyway, I went to this naturopathic doctor. She tested my adrenal glands, which are these little glands on top of her kidneys that produce hormones. Mm-hmm. And she was like, are you okay? Because your cortisol levels, which are the stress hormones, were through the oh, roof. Wow. And my, my serotonin levels were in the toilet because I was under this, like, constant stress. And so it was actually the stress that was keeping me from remembering words. And so she she did acupuncture, Mm -hmm. she evened me out, but I know exactly what you're talking about, which is I was in like this state of like constant panic. Right. And I couldn't function.
1: Exactly. And so, and that really got me thinking, like, am I really making that impact I want in the world? Yeah. Because oftentimes those of us who choose this journey of mission-driven work, you know, we've. You know, like I felt fortunate I could do work that I really believed in and every morning I had a, a mission and, and I and usually the folks I worked with were amazing folks as well. But yet I was also robbing myself of some peace and having balance in life and so and I think that's a very common thing within our sector. You know, losing good people because of the burnout rate and so you know, so about eight years ago after that I started exploring, I started like kind of searching for answers. And the moment, a pivotal moment was I took this online energy, it was like a leadership quiz, Mm -hmm. and really kind of testing like, how do you react in stressful situations? How do you react when things are going well? Mm-hmm. Before this test, I really always perceived myself as someone who went with the flow, easy going, <laughs> could handle stress. Like, I mean, that's just how my self-perception. Right. And so when I got the results from the quiz back, I was like, whoa, I was really shocked because the quiz kind of showed like, yes, when things are going well, sure. Like you, you know, exude all those qualities. But the moment like things went rough and got a little choppy, my reaction was not positive. Like they were, it was a little reactive Mm -hmm. and it wasn't the most productive. Mm -hmm. And so, and that really got me like, okay, okay, I could take a pause here. I got to really work on this. And And that's when I really got introduced to whole benefits of coaching, if you will. And I worked with an amazing coach back then to really figure out like what drives me, and really talked a lot about values. Like, Mm -hmm. what are my values? Because we all have different values we want to align with. Mm -hmm. And are my words, my actions, my thoughts living up to those values? Mm -hmm. And if not, how do I get into alignment? And the biggest part of my work with her was, you know, as simple as it sounds, is really observing ourselves. Mm -hmm. A really, because oftentimes we work so much on autopilot, right? Get up in the morning, you know, get some coffee, check emails, get ready for work, get to work, meetings, emails, meetings, emails, get home. Mm-hmm. It's just, and then, you know, it's just a constant, you know, rat race. you know, just kind of the, what's the hamster wheel? Yeah, hamster wheel. <laughs> and something else I realized during that time was it doesn't take that much time to resource ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we often think, "Go, oh, because what I wanted to be able to do was not to always feel like, oh, once I take a vacation, mm-hmm. then things will be better. But the situation is still the same, you know, mm-hmm. what I was coming back to. So how can I change my everyday life, my work life, to be more healing and be more supportive? And so, so that, that's kind of how the journey started.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there. So, I mean, I, in a way, as I hear you talk about it, I, I'm right back there. <laughs> But with the benefit of having a little bit of distance mm-hmm. from being an ED, I also realized that there was, there was like a level of self-centeredness about mm. that too, which is like, oh, somehow I think I'm so important that mm. I'm the one holding this whole thing together right. because I'm the only one who like really gets it or is like competent enough to do it. And I can't delegate because mm. it's faster if I do it for myself. So, you know, in, in a way, I think, Not only was I doing it to myself, but I was telling myself a story Mm. based on my own self-perception. So talk to me a little bit about the stories that we tell ourselves, because I think the story I was telling myself was like the work is so important. And I personally am so important that like nobody can Mm -hmm. do what I do and therefore I must keep running faster you know, and I think there was also some level of like self-sacrifice in it. Like mm-hmm. somehow if I sacrifice myself, I am a better, more worthy person. I'm, I'm winning at the nonprofit game right, by right. killing myself, right? <laughs> no, that, I mean, that, I mean, a lot of what you just said
1: very much resonates with me. And so when I really started working on this about eight years ago, one of the first things that I was observing myself, part of that was what stories am I telling myself? And a lot of it had to do with like, I have to do it myself. I cannot ask for help. Vulnerability is weak. Mm. And really, just I realized, oh, wow, like that's what I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. And no wonder I feel like I'm an island within my own organization, mm-hmm. feeling like I, it was a constant refrain of mine. No, don't worry about it. I got it. Mm-hmm. And even if people were trying to help, I would be like, no, don't worry. I got it. You mm-hmm. know, it's fine. It's fine. I got it. And so I think with working with the coach at that time, she really kind of helped me figure out. Where did I get those stories? Right. Where did I feel like I had to have it on my own? And where did I, where did I feel like I can't trust others to do the work and I cannot delegate? Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of digging, if you will, and you know that's a lot of what you know inner work entails, right? Mm-hmm. Like. You can have all the strategies and all the practices, Mm -hmm. but we don't understand the underlying motivation and stories, Mm -hmm. then
0: it it, it won't, you know, it won't make too much of a difference long term, if you will. That resonates Mm -hmm. a lot with me. Mm -hmm. My question to you, though, is Mm -hmm. to what extent are we able to interrogate reality as it pertains to the external world? Because I think a lot of what you talk about, like the sense of urgency, Mm -hmm. self-reliant, being right over everything else, is very much white dominant culture. So I've really been thinking a lot, not just about myself and my own stories, but how am I affected by the society that tells me that the way to be successful is to like be the hero and do it all and depend on myself and have all the power. I would say like one thing I really had to
1: unlearn is productivity equals my self-worth. Uh
0: so good. Wait, say that again. Sure. Say that again.
1: No, I I really had to unlearn that productivity equals my self worth. Uh huh. That's something I was like, okay, like what am I like? Who am I like? Who is Shalini? And and that I really had to kind of be like, just because I return twenty emails doesn't that doesn't necessarily move the needle. Yeah. And is that something I want to be known for? And I remember at that time, I was thinking, like, do I want to be known for, oh, she returns emails like that, mm-hmm. which or do I want to be known as someone who, wow, really took time to think through the issues affecting her community and really thoughtfully, intentionally came up with programs with her team mm-hmm. to address that issue. Mm-hmm. And when I really kind of started thinking that way, like, okay, on a daily basis, I can be known as and, and yes, I understand timeliness, returning emails is important, but I think sometimes we prioritize that too much, mm-hmm. whereas take that space, take a little time to let things breathe, mm. just really, I actually increased conversations within my workspace, my, mm. you know, because sometimes we're like, the person will be right next door, and we're instant messaging them through, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I think I was like, well, why are we losing the human connection? all in this name of productivity, you know, mm-hmm. let's be productive, let's get things done, boom, boom, boom. And that often when we reduce the human interactions, it increases miscommunication mm-hmm. because we haven't taken that time on the front end to build an intentionality around interaction and communication and mm-hmm. as a team and being okay with asking for help because how is someone going to ask for help? if you don't really interact with them much on a human-to-human basis.
0: Yeah, I'm going to repeat something. Please, please, yeah. So my friend Jen Mayer, who we had on this podcast, who was also an executive coach, said this, and I've been repeating it everywhere, which is mm. the conversation is the relationship, and the relationship is the unit of change. And mm. there's, it's so deep because it reminds us, at a very basic level we are social animals yes Mm -hmm. we we have a need to connect to talk to each other Mm -hmm. and i think especially when technology and social media have maybe separated us as human beings we forget that like really business happens at the speed of trust exactly
1: no 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 for sure and i think For me, what it looked like, you know, what did it look like? Okay, it's great to have all these aha moments, you know, and, you know, really being intentional about my own practices, which I'm, you know, definitely happy to elaborate more. But what did it look like on a day-to-day basis when I came to work? Like, sure, I first start with resourcing myself. And but then when I came into the space, allowing others that space, because we all affect each other. Mm -hmm. And as a team, like, it was really important for me to allow everyone to have what what do you need in this workspace to come as your full self? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we're not robots; we can't com- compartmentalize, if you will. Like, you know, really being able to come with your full self to work and being like, okay, because we, when you're doing mission-driven work, it's tough work, and we want to be able to trust your teammates to have your back if you're like, you know, what I just need. A moment just need to kind of take some space here mm-hmm. so we actually increased our meeting times and <laughs> and like because sometimes I think people think oh, meeting time it's a waste of time but that actually creates more trust and creates more ability for folks to build a relationship and then later you know share the work and I started getting comfortable with the phrase I need help mm. and that was like you know it seems like three simple words but for me it was like really showing vulnerably because I think sometimes we have this notion as leaders we have to have all the answers and Mm -hmm. you know like you know we we had to be stoic Mm -hmm. if you will and, and when I really started kind of being like, no, that I refuse to buy into that, you know, mm-hmm. I want to show up as my full self. And if I'm scared about funding, if I'm scared about like, saying like to freak out in front of people, but at least share Say, hey, you know, like, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. I have a plan, but I would love to brainstorm as a team, like, what else can we do mm-hmm. to address XYZ issue? Mm-hmm. And really kind of, letting other people voice their concerns mm-hmm. and voice their
0: fears mm-hmm. and just being okay with that and holding space for that. Mm-hmm. Really resonates with me, particularly as I think about how to consciously and intentionally create spaces of diversity, equity, and inclusion, mm-hmm. right? Because if we can't be inclusive of who we are at as our full selves? How can we be inclusive of other people as their full selves mm-hmm. and their histories and their fears and their joys and all of it? Like, people are weird and wonderful, right? <laughs> right, And exactly. we have to embrace all of the messiness. <laughs> so talk about a little bit about the tools if you will sure that you use with your clients because it sounds wonderful mm-hmm. right and I know there are a lot of listeners out there being like Shalini sounds amazing <laughs> right what do I do yeah
1: well, what, what's the yeah, yeah. What, what's the what are some yeah.
0: actionable exact
1: actionable can... steps for sure like for me it's definitely like I'm a big believer in meditation and I know that seems like a very overused you know oh I've heard this before But when I really started exploring, okay, does meditation work for me? I hear the benefits of it, like reducing stress, Mm -hmm. increasing self-awareness in the moment. So I had a wall calendar. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this, truly try this for 40 days. Mm -hmm. And I would have like an X, you know, every day that I did it, I would, you know, meditate for initially just five minutes. You Mm -hmm. know, I just was like, I'm gonna do five minutes. And so after that, I was like, okay, like for me, it resonates other people it may it may be drinking their coffee and silent Mm -hmm. my recommendations for folks i work with is being intentional about how you start your morning Mm -hmm. you know don't check your emails first thing you know try you know like i kind of call it like the five 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 practice meaning get up and just get back into your body like stretch for five minutes and then meditate for five minutes and then journal for five minutes right afterwards mm-hmm. because I think the journaling was a powerful piece I added on later because that's when I really started noticing what are my stories like what's, what's what's coming up in that silent moment with myself. And so that way I was able to see like, oh, okay, like I'm feeling pretty good and this is awesome. Or this is preoccupying me. And what's that about? Like, why am I stressed about that? Mm -hmm. And so I definitely think starting with 10, 15 minutes in the morning would be like, that's where to start, you know? And then for me also is that throughout the day, you know, put like a little alarm on your phone. Because again, when we get into the workspace, it's so easy to get sucked into the meetings and to the, you know, constant emails and calls. What I started to do was set an alarm for every 50 minutes. So just a little ping. And then after 50 minutes, it's like get up for a few minutes, stretch and, you know, kind of get back to the task at hand. Because have you ever noticed like when you're in a meeting and then after two three hours, you're like exhausted. It's like, how about as a group, as a, we could all agree, hey, let's be intentional about it. Like after 50 minutes, let's just stand up you know, stretch a few seconds or whatever serves that person with different abilities, but just to kind of then refocus. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I think we keep pushing and pushing and pushing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we wonder, like, why are we so unfocused? Right. Do you realize you're reading the same line two, three times and and in your brain, it's kind of like in a fog. Mm -hmm. And so I think definitely another piece that was a big piece for me is the mind-body connection. Mm Because I really started observing myself, which I was referring to earlier, like really getting to know how does my body react to stress because I'm a big believer that we cannot think our way out of our problems. Mm-hmm. we're stressed and we're overwhelmed, overburdened, what have you, we can't think our way out of it, mm-hmm. you know like because that's what our thinking is what got us to this place in the first place mm-hmm. instead, like kind of returning to the body again and saying like, what does joy feel like in my body? Mm-hmm. What does excitement feel like in my body? But also what does stress feel like in my body? And really kind of get to back to that simple point because for me it was really important to get to that point because for me my shoulders flare up and my stomach kind of gets a knot. So in the work time I would notice my reactions much quicker. I'd be like, "Oh, huh, what about this email just upset me?"
0: Mhm.
1: And my usual reaction was to push through it and respond to the email, right? Mm-hmm. It would be a challenging email. And because I was always timely with my emails, <laughs> I would just quickly respond and be like, all right, I got this. Let me just get this out of my inbox. Let's just move it, move it, move it. But once I really started these practices of self-awareness of what my body feels like in those different moments, I would get that email. And even today, like I'm still in the nonprofit space. I'm still working very much in the sector. I When I get emails and I notice reaction in me, that's the signal and invitation of be able to myself to take that moment back and be like, okay, then come back and then respond. Because I want to be proactive and not reactive, you mm-hmm. know? And I do think we can be in choice point in those moments of stress. And we can choose to show up aligned with our values.
0: Yes. All mm-hmm. of the things you said, I was also just going to offer a couple of my own yeah, please. practices. Yeah. So first thing is to drink a glass of water when you wake up. Because mm-hmm. I actually think, like, 50% of our problems is that we're all dehydrated. <laughs> yes. I, I, I really believe mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I also, I've talked about this before, but I've also deleted social media off of my phone, mm. which has cleared up so much mental and emotional space. Because I, I, like, spend so much useless time on Instagram. I have no idea what I was looking at and, like, why it was important. But, like... Mm-hmm. And then I've also turned off notifications off my phone because every time I heard the ping, like, you know, it was like that dopamine there. Like, ooh, I have to check an email or I have to check a text because I'm so important. And it, it took me out of deep work. Mm. And then the other thing is, I've always been a stickler for this, but just getting enough sleep. Yeah, I mean, it just yes. it sounds like uh-huh. such a dumb thing to say. Mm-mm, but yeah. I am religious about getting to... Like being in bed by 1030, but asleep by 11. Mm-hmm. If I don't get eight to nine hours of sleep a night, I'm useless. And I think so many people think of not needing sleep as a badge of, you know, honor. Right. And it's like, I'm like, <laughs> right. that just means that you're like half Asleep all day. Like, mm-hmm. when people are like, oh, I only sleep five hours a day. I'm like, why are you saying this? <laughs> like, it's a right. good like, I mean, people say it the same way. Like, to me, not sleeping enough is the same as like drinking too much. Like, you wouldn't go around, and be like, well, I drink a bottle of whiskey <laughs> right. every night. You're like, <laughs> right. uh, that's not something to be part of, actually. That so, way. Those are just a couple of
1: mm-hmm. things. But like, definitely. I mean, like, what primes you for your best performance? That's right. right. You know, good sleep, stay hydrated, eat foods that nourish you. I mean, there's a reason why these tips keep coming up Mm -hmm. is because they really do work, really are intentional about, you know, and it looks different for us all. Like, I'm not going to say, you know, it all looks the same, but what are those practices that, like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm in flow. Mm -hmm. I'm ticking off my to-do list. I am feeling, I'm showing up with my team, my family, my loved ones as my best self because I'm present. I'm in the moment. I am not so
0: distracted. Mm -hmm. And so, again, you know, it looks different for us all. One thing you haven't talked about, and I'd be curious about what you would say, is the power of saying no. Because Mm. especially, I think a lot of women have this, we're we're all pleasers, right? We're socialized to say yes and to take care of things. And like, oh, I don't want to disappoint people, so I overcommit to things I don't really want to do. And so of late, I've put everything that I'm being asked to do through the filter of, is it a hell yes? Because if it's not a hell yes, it's a no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one thing someone told me once is, the thing on that calendar, is that a yes damn? And I was like, what's a yes damn? They're like, you know, when the invitation comes through, you say yes. And then as it approaches on the calendar, you like, damn, why did right. I say yes? Right. <laughs> so no more yes dams or right. as, as mm-hmm, you know, minimizing as much mm-hmm. as possible. But how do you... Counsel yourself and your clients around the ability to say no.
1: Well, I think it's really important to set boundaries, mm-hmm. definitely. Because I think, as you just said, because mission-driven work as women, like we just want to please everyone, we want to do everything, we don't want to disappoint. And one of the things I really work with is saying, like, exactly, like setting boundaries, saying no. A no is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to say, well, no, because da, 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 you know. <laughs> And it's like, no, and you know and that's it. And for me, what I really work on is like, what will move the needle? Like I think for me is like, okay, you have to be excited about it. Are you gonna show up as you know excited about it? Like sometimes I remember we would take a moment to really, and this may be a little different, but my point being like with fundraising, mm-hmm. you know, we would chase after every grant without you know thinking about like we're like, okay, we got we gotta to keep you know like mm-hmm. to scramble. But then once I really started showing up differently and, and having that calmness and really inviting my colleagues to join me in that kind of space and creating that mm-hmm. space, really taking that time again, I was like, okay, does this make sense? Is this a yes for us? If it's a no, then let's not go for it. Yeah, let's it. not waste our time. Exactly. Yeah. Like really being like, what is going to have the most impact? Mm-hmm. And and I think if we keep returning to that, and, and this honestly is in every area of your life, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's like. Is this going to help me in my health? Is this going to help me with my family, my loved ones, spending time? Mm-hmm. If it's going to take you away from those things and it's not moving you towards your vision, then yes. It's, you know, it's setting boundaries and it's, you know being able to say no. And people, I think, will respect you more for that. I think when people really get a sense, like, hey, this is this is what I can do and this is what I cannot do for you. Oftentimes, especially when I was an executive director, you, know, you have all these demands, so I really had to get clear, like, That makes sense for me to do. This does not make sense for me to do. Yeah. And I'm framing it that way.
0: So one of the tactics I shared in a previous podcast is yes, no, yes, which is Mm -hmm. you say you affirm people, right? So often... In my case, it's, like, people who want to pick my brain about fundraising or starting a nonprofit or starting a podcast. I I (laughs) literally do not have enough time to meet with everybody who wants to meet with me. And it doesn't mean I don't like you or I don't think what you're doing is valid, but I just don't have the time. And so I affirm, like, so wonderful that you are going to start your own nonprofit. I think that's great. Unfortunately, right now, I don't have the time to meet with you. Mm -hmm. And then the yes, which is, but I've included some links that might be helpful to you or like some podcasts or what, like the resources. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to put the energy out there of being rejecting, but I also, to your point, want to create clear boundaries Mm -hmm. of, I cannot use my time in this particular way at this particular time Mm -hmm. to do this particular thing.
1: Well, one thing I used to tell, I'm a morning person. Like that's when I know. I am my most productive. And so when I was working at my, you know, at my office job, folks knew, I would like, say, please, unless it's an emergency, and oftentimes it's not, please don't you know, disturb me between 9 and 11. Mm-hmm. And that's the time I devoted to doing my deep work, as you say, mm-hmm. really being focused and being like, okay, these are the things you know, I need to get done. Because they say, I believe, you know, some studies show that it takes, on average, once you get interrupted in a task, it takes about twenty minutes to get back to that same task. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a task that really should just take maybe thirty minutes ends up taking like an hour and a half, two hours, mm-hmm. because you're constantly getting pinged and interrupted. Yeah, multitasking is actually <gasps> terrible. Exactly. It's Single yeah, exactly. Single task. Single <laughs> task. It is not exa- exactly. It's it's you know. And so I mean to kind of like not to harp this point, but to really observing ourselves and really getting a sense of when am I in flow mm-hmm. and then you kind of recognize oh that's what I need to be in flow mm-hmm. and, then, and when am I not out of you know and when I, when am I misaligned mm-hmm. right so th- so, yeah, yeah, so Shalini, where can folks find you online if they're interested in working with you? Um, yeah, so thank you for asking. No, please, you know, I have a website and it's my full name, Shalini Somiyaji. I'll make sure com. to put it in. <laughs> so, for those of
0: you who are interested, Shalini's information will be in the show notes. But thank you so much for being here, it was a pleasure and a treat. Thank you.